Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show is... Brought to you live and direct every day. Sunny Southern California. That's our home. Man, what a good day. And we got Major League Baseball getting getting ready to get underway. We got the NBA season is back. What? Yes, the NBA season is back. We have last night's game, which was a, a great football. It was just a great football game. I didn't mean all that much. Like, yeah, yeah, sort of. But it's a great game. Um, 
Adam Kaplan's going to join us, NFL insider for Fox Sports Radio. We'll get his thoughts on some of these injuries in Cleveland, uh, some of the dysfunction we're seeing in other places, what happens in Seattle at quarterback, a bunch of things. Uh, Derrick Henry was awesome last night. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, Horace Grant's going to join us in the second hour of the show. That'll be fun. And this show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Oh, 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 I saw what Logan Webb said. Ooh, what Logan Webb said about Lamar Jackson. We'll do the what the headline is and what the real context is. That's upcoming next. Let me get to this. So the news of the moment is that Ben Simmons refused to get into a, a drill today. Remember yesterday, there's photos and videos of Ben Simmons at practice Everybody else in full gear. He's in sweatpants, and you could see a cell phone in his pocket. Here's Doc Rivers on what happened today. Today, uh, I didn't think he wanted to do what everybody else was doing, and it was early. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, just told him he should leave then, and we went on with practice. This was Doc when he was asked what Ben specifically did to get kicked out of practice. That's none of your business. That's, again, that's why practice is closed. And, and that's, you know, honestly. So not being a jerk, but uh, there's things you need to know, and then there's things you don't. Here's Joel Embiid about Ben Simmons. At this point, I don't care about that man, honestly. He does whatever he wants. Uh, you know, that's not my job. Uh, you know, that's those guys' jobs. Uh, you know, I'm only focused on trying to make the team better, uh, win some games, uh, you know, play hard every night, uh, try to lead, you know, the guys that we have here. Uh, and I'm sure they feel the same way because, you know, our chemistry has been excellent uh, despite, you know, everything that's been happening in the, uh, the last few months. This was Embiid uh, saying more about the Simmons situation. Our job is not to babysit somebody. Uh, you know, we you know, we get paid to put just on the court, go out, uh, play hard, uh, win some games. That's how we get paid for. So um, when he said, "I'm I'm done with that person," like they're done, done, and it's pretty obvious it's a bad scene, right? And I think when you factor in yesterday and the reaction to yesterday and then today the hey i i really don't want to be here um yeah i mean like we we know what's we know what's coming right this is the couple that trying they were that one side thought they were trying to work it out and the other side was like yeah i'm just not in and finally you're like this is just not gonna this is just dumb let's just cut up the assets figure out what somebody's gonna what one's gonna pay the next and let's let's move on. But the the interesting part is that it does feel like the Sixers wanted to give it a go, like legitimately wanted to work it out. And I almost credit Ben Simmons here because he didn't want to show up. But once you show up, you kind of got to do the job. I don't know. I'm 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 kind of torn here. Obviously, uh, the Sixers now that they've suspended him will be able to to fine him for a conduct detrimental. The other side to it though is interesting because what if you just threw him in a game and while he wouldn't play and play hard, wouldn't you just throw him in a game and almost make him, you're going to make us look bad. We're going to make you look bad. 
But here's what you do if you're Ben Simmons and you act this way. If you show up and you choose, look, James Harden was an MVP of the league. James Harden did essentially the same or kind of almost similar thing. The, the, the differences are one, it wasn't the only team James Harden's been with two. They weren't a championship team starting last year. Everything had, had clearly changed. And three just has way more longevity, way more equity. Still, I, I, I believe Houston did not have to trade him to a potential champion. Now I look at the Philadelphia 76ers and the anger and the venom that's coming from Joel Embiid is likely a reaction to the anger and the venom that's coming from the rest of the team. They are mortified. They are upset. They are angry. They feel disrespected. Hey, man, we all show up to practice. You can't just go through practice. Because the reality is, even if he gets traded, he's going to want to be in basketball shape and not hopping into drills. Like, how are you even in shape? You're just, you're literally wasting everybody's time and hurting yourself. But now you have to open it up if you're the, the 76ers and think about making a move out of spite. Make a move out of spite. Send him to Sacramento. Send him to Minnesota. Send him to one of these places. Send him to New Orleans. Send him to a place where you're not, they're not going to win and you want to play? Like, go ahead. Do your thing. But we're not going to send you, so we're not going to give you the ideal situation. We're not going to create some sort of avenue of success for you. You know? And I know Harden did essentially the same thing last year, only it was worse because it leaked into playing basketball games. I would say there's a bit of a difference there. But what a bad look for the NBA. I mean, think about it. If you have the first, the NBA feels like it's back too soon, right? The Lakers won a championship two seasons ago, like a year ago. It was a year and like a week ago. So you're, you're packing in all these games. It feels like it just ended. Now it's back in. Oh yeah. By the way, in addition to Kawhi being out with an injury, in addition to, um, uh, uh, who, who else? Uh, I mean, Clay Thompson being out with an injury. Like, go through the list of NBA teams, and, you know, the Boston Celtics have kind of been blown up. Brooklyn doesn't, in addition to all of the injuries, which are real, right? They're absolutely real. Jamal Murray's still out with injury. You don't have Jamal Murray. You don't have Clay Thompson. You don't have Kawhi Leonard all coming back from devastating injuries. In addition to which Kyrie won't get vaccinated. That's been a sideshow. And now Ben Simmons didn't, wouldn't show up now does show up, but doesn't want to participate. As much as the NFL had drama in the off season with Russell Wilson floating out the possibility of being traded, Aaron Rodgers floating out the possibility of, of retiring, wanting to be traded of Deshaun Watson, wanted to be traded and now being accused of all these things. Once the games started, even the preseason games, but once the game started, there was none of this nonsense, none of it. The NBA, it's going to linger on. It's the league of drama. And while it works for them at times, I don't think it's working for them now. I, I just don't. Yes. You have the Lakers with, you know, 
adding another former MVP and building, albeit an older roster, a roster that is littered with Hall of Fame names. Yes, you have the Bucks, who are kind of a feel-good story being back and trying to win another championship. Yes, you have Kevin Durant, who put himself on a pedestal as the greatest player on earth with his performance, not just last year in the playoffs, but in the Olympics this year. And he's back, and now he has James Harden. We'll see. Like, there is some good, and the Knicks are, are competitive. I think the Bulls will be competitive. I think the Warriors are going to beat the Lakers tonight. Like, all of that stuff. But, man, this drama is bad. 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 You got to, if you want to win the hearts and minds of the Midwest, okay, of the traditional NBA fans, the, I ain't going to practice. I ain't taking off my sweats. Zion's out with another injury. Like, look again, think of the top 20 names in the NBA. Top 20 dudes. And you have Zion who's out, and yeah, he hurt his foot, but if you saw the picture, he looks fat. He just does. He looks heavy, which, of course, will lead to a foot injury. You got Zion, Kyrie, and Kawhi. And oh, yeah, by the way, how big are the, uh, not just Kawhi, and now you have Ben Simmons. I mean, how big are not having those three? Kawhi, Kyrie, and, uh, and Zion? All three have their own signature shoe. Those guys are big-time names, big-time players. And and one of them, it's just because he doesn't want to get the vaccine. And now Simmons throwing this hissy fit. Woo. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm Mm-mm. So, um, it's always, it's really interesting. I'll get these, uh, I'll get these tweets all the time of people who say, who say to me, Hey, you know, when are you going to apologize to Lamar Jackson? Like, what do I need to apologize for? Um, my concerns with Lamar Jackson and, and look, we will have people who we have on yesterday who said, you know, he thinks he should get the, the biggest contract in the history of the sport. Like the issue with Lamar Jackson is, um, you still hold your breath worrying he's going to get hurt. He, he hasn't for the most part, he's been clean of injuries. Like he is an outlier, an outlier. There have been quarterbacks who run before, never with the volume of carries of Lamar Jackson and never the ones that don't, no one gets a clean hit on him. So he hasn't been hurt, but traditionally like go through who, who are the best running quarterbacks of all time, right? Go through them. I mean, if you say Cam Newton, Cam Newton, the number of injuries that piled up, and he is a massive human being. Lamar is obviously the you can't, can't catch, we, we can't hit what you can't catch. Um, Steve Young, I mean, his career ended because of concussions and injuries, albeit it went a lot longer when he finally got a chance in San Francisco than anyone could have thought. Go look at them. They all, RG3 took the world by storm as rookie of the year, but it was injuries and other stuff that derailed his career. Um, But I've been realistic about Lamar. Like, look, there's still limitations on him as a thrower, although he's continued to improve and they've embraced who they are. He's not a spread him out five wide and, and throw what they've done. The, the difference in the Ravens is for the most part, they've just stayed in their offense. They haven't gotten behind and done what teams have done traditionally for 
50 years in the NFL. You get behind two touchdowns and you start throwing it. But like, look, first half against the Colts, he was bad. Second half, he was the greatest player in the NFL. And then this weekend, he was dominant. How long does it last? I don't know. Do people catch up to it? I'm not sure. You know, part of the catching up to it is you have to set your personnel really for your division and for who you're going to play most often. Right? So putting together the type, the perfect type of personnel for playing the Ravens is very different than any other team. And so maybe the genius of it is it's really hard to adjust. But you have to give him credit. He's been way better than anyone would have thought. But I, I love this from, from, from uh, John Harbaugh. So there's a Bengals player named Logan Wilson who was seen as being critical because the quote that's relayed is he said he's a running back who can throw. Here's John Harbaugh. Well, I think he's played phenomenally well. I think Lamar's handled it great. I don't think once somebody does something, some X and O idea, there is no answer. If you're looking for your headline here, I do think that people who make those statements are, are kind of, you know, whistling in the, in the graveyard just a little bit. Whistling in the graveyard. Okay. So let me give you a little, let me give you, a, this is, this is what was actually said. Okay. The headline is, the headline is that Logan Wilson said Lamar Jackson is a running back who can throw. Here's what he actually said after his game on Sunday. He's a running back that also plays quarterback, I think. He's, he's very dynamic. Um, you just got to contain him as best you can. Um, you know, we'll get more into that game plan next week. Okay, so what people do, and this is our industry, my industry. I'm not one of these guys that says, with the media, like, hey, dude, you're in the media. I want to read you something. So Lamar Jackson's going to have his number retired by Louisville. And his old college coach is Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino is now the head coach at Missouri State. Okay. Um, this is amazing. This is actually the second paragraph in his printed statement, which you can see online. We knew Lamar would make an impact for us right away at Louisville. His unique physical and mental skill allowed us to use every pass play in our arsenal while taking the QB run game beyond where football has ever seen. Right? Lamar is an elite passer who makes all the throws. He happens to be the greatest runner at his position in the history of the game. So however you... Um, um, how, however you want to word it all that all that logan wilson said was he's an unbelievable basically a running back and then he's a quarterback like he's both we haven't seen this wilson uh, quote tweeted the soundbite earlier and said this is 100 a compliment to him with his skill set as a runner no need to try and make something out of nothing we all know he's an elite passer too he's actually not an elite passer we have to stop lying to ourselves. Stop it. Everyone stop it. There's no racial implications to it. There's no naysayers. He is a good enough passer to take advantage of being the greatest running quarterback ever. That's it. We need to stop this crap of like, oh, we got to walk around and buy one. Look, the Baltimore Ravens are lying about it. They took two players in the first round the year they took Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson wasn't the first one they took. 
If they were so sure that they had found a groundbreaking quarterback, wouldn't they have taken him earlier? Wouldn't they? Of course they would have. Of course they would have. So this, all this naysayer stuff, like, yeah, the league is trying to catch up to what they're doing. And it's really hard because he's, he's great at it. Not good, great. Great at it. He's unbelievable at it. It's really hard to play against because no one else plays that way. No one else. But this talk about like somehow it's a bad thing to say that he's a he's like a running back. Dude. Baltimore Ravens. How about that? How about John Harbaugh comes out and goes, you know, we took Hayden Hurst with the 25th pick and Lamar Jackson was just sitting there and we moved up and got him at 32. Probably got him at 32 because they thought somebody else was going to take him early in the second round. It's like we tell the half this story with the with the well, is he. Somebody wanted to be a wide receiver. Like, yeah, honestly, he was bad. His, his last college game, he was terrible. He played Mississippi State in a bowl game. He was bad. Okay? He, he's, he struggled at times with easy throws. You know, he throws a great ball downfield. Great ball downfield. But he struggled with some, some of the easy, some of the layup ones, the, you know, in the middle ones, and then deep out, outside the numbers, not his strength. It's not. But let's stop with he's an elite passer. He's not. What he is is he's become a good enough passer and maybe even better than good enough. Good, solid, and then a great runner. Great, elite, special, unique, incredible. Don't tell me he's an elite passer. An elite passer is Pat Mahomes. Elite passer is Aaron Rodgers. Elite passer, like, go through the Tom Brady. Those guys are elite passers. He's not. But he has a, he, he has a weapon that no one else has ever had in the NFL. You can't catch him. And when you think you got him, he cuts and he breaks again. And then they run an offense, which is kind of sleight of hand using basically kind of some old school option looks, some single wing looks, some spread, some veer. Like, look, the offense they're running when they're running power or they're running belly. Like this is neither old offensive stuff. The difference is him. People have run that before. You just haven't had that sort of guy who can make those sorts of throws. But we we just, we need to stop making everybody out to be the enemy and the bad guy and the denier of Lamar Jackson. He's not perfect. He's better than people thought. He's a, he's a good, solid passer and in the most elite runner. He's basically a running back and maybe even better than running backs because running backs can't throw like he can. And many of them aren't as elusive as he is. Also, running back doesn't have a decision whether or not he keeps, gets, or doesn't get the ball. That's up to the quarterback. But why do we have, see the, the need to make these, these, you know, make Logan Wilson out to being some horrible guy? Again, let me play that for you one more time. He's a running back that also plays quarterback, I think. He's, he's very dynamic. Um, you just got to contain him as best you can. Um, you know, we'll get more into that game plan next week. Chris Sims joins us. Of course, you see him on NBC Sports. Uh, I woke up to uh, to pro football talk this morning. Does an incredible job knowing what's going on in the entire National Football League. Um, Chris, let, let's start with last night. I, I understand that we're in this go-for-it time in football. Yeah. But the Bills had the better team. They'd right. had drives of 9, 9, 6, and 8. So it stands to reason the Titans' defense pretty tired. Why not just kick the field goal and play in overtime? 
Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I hear you. I, it's one that I'm not going to get, like, you know, too too upset about. I, I think there's enough logic here to kind of back up the Bills' point as, as far as going for it. First off, hey, you, you, you're you going down with your best player. Let's just start with that. Josh Allen, quarterback sneak, he's 245. He's been incredible in all those situations really throughout his whole career. So I can understand that thought. I mean, I didn't love that play call. Don't get me wrong. Especially if you watch back the game, you'll see the Titans kind of squished down the offensive line or defensive line and, and we're somewhat ready for it. But at the same time, too, I think you got to take into account, yeah, you're that close. They feel like they can get a yard. And I think McDermott, who said it right after the game, he was worried about his defense. You know, they were falling apart. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry and the run game were crushing them. The drive before that, Ryan Tannehill, uh, or the two drives before that, was kind of tearing them apart in the pass game and the play-action pass game. So I think he was looking at it that way, too, as far as what – I don't know if my if, – if we don't win the game right here and we lose the toss on overtime, the, the Titans have a very good chance of going right down the field and scoring a touchdown on us and winning the game outright like that. So, again, yeah, I, I'm not in love with that call. I understand we can be Monday morning quarterback on it and all that, but it's not one that's going to upset me too much. No, I, but I, I do think that if you're Buffalo, every win counts and you're trying to get home field. You, you have a distinct home field advantage. Sure. The number yep. one seed is more important this year than it's ever been, you know. Plus, you know, you have the chance to play in snow and play at home. Like, I, I do think, you know, it, it really, really does matter. Well, yeah, of course, it, it does. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They certainly weren't out there trying to lose the game, that's for sure. But, I, you know, I again – there's other fourth downs I can look at across the league and go, I don't know why the hell they did that. That was stupid. That's stupid. This one, I, I understand everybody second-guessing it to a degree, but I don't think it's one that goes without logic here with what Dayball and, and Sean McDermott did. Okay, you're down there close. Your team, you know, the, you're, an, you're an offensive football team. They put a lot of pressure on you that way. Josh Allen is a phenomenal football player, if not the best player in the league. And your defense was kind of falling apart in the second half. And I, from from those facts right there, I'm not going to second guess it too hard. Um, can the Cowboys win even though their head coach can't seem to manage game time clock situations? Yeah, uh, I mean, yes, he's certainly not helping them out. You know, I, I well, listen. I thought one of the weird ones really was in at the end of the first half of the game. They, yep. they let the Patriots kneel on the ball with a minute and thirty seconds left. Uh, well, again, I mean, we went over this a few weeks ago. Patriots defense really didn't stop the Cowboys the whole first half. You know, the Patriots were plenty content going in that 14-10 winning the football game. They weren't going to try to add to that or mess anything up. You know, so I yeah, I don't understand it. I don't understand his logic at times. I really don't. Uh, but yes, they can win. You know, one thing I've said the last two days or the, over the last week at least on, on PFT and my podcast is like, hey, that old adage of like defense wins championships. I don't think it holds as much water at this day and age in 2021 no not when you have an offense like the dallas cowboys the way the rules are set up you know an, an offensive centric football team with just an average defense can win the super bowl we saw it two years ago from the kansas city chiefs you know they did it so uh, i look at the cowboys and go they're borderline unstoppable they really are as creative and as physical they are in the run game they got all the right plays and answers in the pass game Dak Prescott's playing really good. And listen, like this is one thing I just took from the, the telecast, Doug, that I thought was kind of funny. Like when you hear Bill Belichick say things like, 
if we don't slow them down on first down, they'll score 45 points, and you're one of the five best defenses in football in New England, I think that tells you just in itself you know, how special that offense is, and they put a ton of pressure on whoever they're playing because you've got to keep pace with them. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, the Chiefs win 31-13, you know, 21 yeah. unanswered yeah. in the second half. But they're still in the first half. There's still the Pat Mahomes trying to make something out of nothing. There's right. still those, and, you know, you, I, I get that they came from behind every game to win a Super Bowl, and it shows his brilliance, and he, he can do some things, and he's got some players that can help him. But how good are the Chiefs, honestly? Yeah, well, I mean, their offense is still special. I mean, the, the mistakes, you know, you look at the mistakes every week, and they're, they're self-inflicted. So I think that's the encouraging thing. It's not like you look at it and go, oh, man, they're really getting dominated and getting their butts whooped. Wow, wow, they're in real trouble. No, you said it, the Mahomes stupid throw, Tyree kill, the ball in two hands, pops up in the air, interception, second week in a row that happened. McCole Hardman, 20-yard reverse play, fumbles at the end of it. You know, when the Kansas City Chiefs were really rolling, Super Bowl gear, you know, and I know before the playoffs and the comebacks, but during that season, the year before that, when, of course, they lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, part of their greatness was, and they got close to doing this the other day, is they get out on you 14 nothing, 17 nothing before the game, before you even get warmed up. And that was part of the strength of their team. Now, oh, okay, our defense is not that good, but your offense has to play a certain type of game that it's not comfortable with now because you're down and our offense has put pressure on you. They, ha- they haven't been able to get teams in that spot this whole season at no point, and that is because of the self-inflicted mistakes. The one thing that changed this week a little bit, Doug, watching them back, their defense kind of had more of a, we're just going to get in your face and we're going to blitz and we're going to put a lot of people at the line of scrimmage, and yeah, you might get a play here and there, but we're just going to try to overwhelm you at the line of scrimmage in the run game, the pass game, every now and then fake the blitz and drop out and trick you that way. But I thought that was the big difference from their defense and why they played better in the game. Watch out, you know. We'll see going forward. Kansas City, still dangerous, and in my eyes, still one of the better teams in the AFC, no doubt. They just got to clean some things up. Um, The Giants appear to not be trending in the right direction. If uh, they ask Chris Sims, what do you do, what's the answer? Well, you know, the thing that reared its ugly head again the other day is offensive line play. I mean, the offensive line got their butts whipped. I mean, just flat out. First play of the game, Leonard Floyd around the edge, strip sack fumble. Giants recovered it, thank God. I mean, but Daniel Jones was under pressure from the get-go with four and five band pressures. And then, yes, he gets strip sacked from behind. You know, when they're down, I believe at that point it was maybe 14-3. to Right, but he doesn't see it. It's blindside. So there's they got they got whooped up front, and I mean their their offensive line really gave them no chance to win the football game. Daniel Jones has not been horrible. He's not. You know their offense has shown signs of doing some special things this year. But when your offensive line is always the lesser of the two in the matchup versus the defensive line, it really handicaps them in a lot of ways. And their defense hung in there. But, you know, how long can they hang in there when the offense has a performance like that where they're basically off the field so quickly every time and they were, you know, in some short field situations? The Giants' defense is not overly talented. It's good talent, but I think it's really well coached. 
It just can't overcome teams like the Rams who are just more talented than them across the board. And that's the big thing I look at, especially when some of the receivers are hurt for the New York Giants. Saquon's hurt. They just they have no chance in games like that against the Rams. You know, yeah, okay, the Giants are well-coached. Well, the Rams are well-coached, too. And they got a lot more Jimmys and Joes that are a lot better players than what the Giants got in their roster. And to me, that's what sticks out more than anything when I watch them. Um, it feels like we've given Tua enough time. I know a year and a half coming off a hip isn't a lot of time. Right. But I just, I, I obviously, the, the flirting with trading for Deshaun Watson is a real thing. Yeah, are we are we are we ready to call it on Tua that it just it's not going to work? I mean, I don't want to call it that it's not going to work. I, I don't want to say that, but like, I, I'm I've been ready to call it to tell you like he's never going to reach like Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert level. That's not going to happen. There's just no way. You know, there's there's things about his game that he just can't do, and he's not that good at. You know, and even if you look at the game the other day, I mean. You know, I, I was sitting there watching it Sunday morning going, hey, Jacksonville, he's going to throw the ball over the middle to Gasecki. Don't you watch preseason football or the first game of the year? He's going to throw the ball over the middle to Jalen Waddell. You know, he's limited in his abilities to where he can stretch the field or make power throws inside and outside the numbers there. But their offense, he played good the other day, so I certainly don't want to bag on him right now. Their offense has issues. They're missing – you know, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, that certainly hurts them. But you want to go, you know, so so I, well, I guess what I'm saying is, listen, when you're one and five and you're getting to the point where you're going, wait, the playoffs are out of, out of uh, realm of possibility here, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if the Deshaun Watson conversation struck up again and they try to start to go, let's just plan for the future. The hell with this year. It's over. Let's worry about 2022. I look at Miami and Philadelphia to both be in that situation where they could be – you know, quiet players here in the trade market for Deshaun Watson over the next few weeks. Um, Baker Mayfield's got dislocated one shoulder. That's his throwing shoulder. Yeah. His non-throwing shoulder. He's got a torn labrum. Uh, they're kind of a mess right now. Obviously, he's banged up with injuries. But how, how much is Baker a part of the problem? Well, the, the weeks before this were not good. I mean, and I know the Chargers game, they put up 42 points. But listen, I could sit here and we, you and I could watch film and I could still show you eight or nine plays where I'd go, yeah, he got an eight-yard completion here, but there was a 30-yard completion to be had. And, you know, as we're seeing, everybody's moving the ball in the Chargers' defense, so that's not an issue there. But, yeah, I mean, yesterday, the other day, without the run game, that Browns game, that Browns offense becomes a little ordinary. It's not a drop-back pass game, or he's not the type of quarterback where you can just go, oh, he's going to carry us now. Run game's not working. We can drop back 30 times this game with Baker. He'll put us on his shoulder and make plays. No. I mean, it wasn't horrible the other day, but, you know, of course the turnovers were horrible. You know, the, 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 the two turnovers down 14 nothing. that's when you want the first pick of the draft to kind of bring you back into the game, get you going. Instead, they were down 20 to nothing. Game got to 23-14. He, lose sight of, he loses sight of who's around him in the pocket again. Second strip sack fumble of the day. You know, so it's been that. It's a little bit all over the place since early in the year for for Baker Mayfield uh, and the Cleveland Browns football team. And I just don't know what to think of them. It's a little disappointing. They're 3-3, three and three, and they're one of the better rosters in football. But, you know, yeah, they haven't had dependable quarterback play, and the defense has really been shredded by any offense that has any capabilities at all. And I think that's what's concerning. Um, how would you – 
how would you uh, how, how would you contextualize Lamar Jackson? Like some people get super offended when you're like, well, he's basically a running back who can really throw, um, but he is a great runner. He's like a running back, and he can throw. Like, isn't I, I don't understand why that's an insult. I don't. I don't either. I, I hear what you're saying. You know, but but I will say, at heart, he's a quarterback. I do think that, and I do think he thinks that way to a degree. Now, is it like every quarterback we've ever seen? But what I I would listen to me. I go. There's great athletes who play quarterback, and then there's quarterbacks who are great athletes. And to me, he's a quarterback who is arguably the greatest athlete we've ever seen to go along with it. But. Uh, the way he played the other day, I mean, yeah, a few of the runs, sure, great. They just absolutely kicked the crap out of the Chargers' D-line, Doug. And then I think the impressive thing off of that was, okay, the run game slowed down for a little bit. They they took tried to take shots downfield and, and stressed the Chargers' defense out that way, and he was very patient and took the underneath throws. And with as consistent as he's throwing the ball right now, like I, I, I'm going to hope that that, that you know, that story of oh Lamar can't beat you if the pass if the run game's not working I think that's slowly dwindling away you know I, I do I think it, you're we're at the phase now where if you play too heavy of run defense and commit all your eggs into that basket I say it every week and I write it in my notes I sit there and go no Lamar and company will pick you apart if you go too long in on the run game and that's to me where they're a little bit more dangerous than years past on the offensive side of the ball. Chris, you're the best, man. I know you're a hardworking man. We appreciate your time and talk to you soon. Thanks, Doug. Be good. Have a good week. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, here's what I want from you guys. Um, uh, Jay Stu, did you watch the game last night? I did. Okay. Byer, did you watch the game last night? Yes. Okay. Good football game, right? Like, um, of the other yes. things, Monday Night Football has been really good. Monday Night Football last week was good. It's good this week. Week before was Chargers Raiders. That was good. Uh, not as close, but still entertaining. Like, we've had good football. So, I think that's there, there's one good takeaway. And the Titans, obviously, coming from behind in the fourth quarter, end up getting the win. But I would, I would guess, and again, you guys tell me if I'm wrong, that, that in the pantheon of decisions, okay, fourth and one at the Buffalo three-yard line, 22 seconds to go, down three points. And the Bills choose to go for it. In other words, saying like, hey, let's, all we got to do is get a yard, and then we're, but we're going for the win. We're not going for the tie. At the time, at the time, Dan Byer, did you think that was the right call? I would have kicked the field goal. Why? I just, I, I, I know they don't, don't want to leave it up to a coin toss, but I just think if you kick the field goal, you force overtime, you win the coin toss, you've been moving up and down the field the entire game. You could just win the toss and end up, you know, scoring and ending it that way. So I would okay. have kicked the field goal. Okay. Uh, what about you, um, Jason Stewart? I go for it. I don't want to give the ball to Derrick Henry in overtime. I don't even want to take the chance. And I have Josh Allen. So I go for it. Uh, okay. It was an eight-play, 79-yard drive. And, um, um, you know, like, you know, again, the, the previous play, previous drive for the Bills was a six-play drive. But both teams were putting together long drives. The Bills, the Bills uh, was it the three previous drives were nine, nine, six, and eight plays. Like, both teams were sustaining drives. Like, it was good, really good football. Okay. So, I know we're in this era of go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Coach is aggressive. He believes in it. Coach is aggressive. That's what we like. Fans like it. We all played Madden. You're like, Madden, you're like, eh, my own 29. Go for it. Who cares? Right? Well, like, what's the deal? I was going to give up a touchdown anyway. Just, just, I get the ball back quicker. But the idea is we're, we're in this kind of everybody's got to go for it era. I wouldn't have gone for it with the, with the Buffalo Bills. 
a little bit as what Dan Byer's talking about, just the reality of, hey, it's a coin toss. And one, if you can hold them to a field goal, you're going to get the ball back. And two, if you get the ball, then the defense is tired. You can continue to wear them down. But the, if I were to tell you, if I were to ask you, line teams up in the parking lot, who's got the better team before the game? Uh, the Titans or the Bills? Dan Byer, who would you pick? Buffalo. Okay. Uh, Jason Stewart, who would you pick? Yep, Buffalo. Uh, John Ramos, Buffalo Bills or Tennessee Titans? Better the Bills. Roster. Not even close. Right. So the idea is, okay, the idea is, and this is why traditionally teams with really good players play up-tempo, is the more snaps, the more likely you're going to make more play. You got better players than the other dude. You got better players. The, it just percentage of times in which you're going to win on a one-on-one matchup, win in a blocking, win in tackling, is we got better players, we should play more. So to me, for Buffalo, it was a really simple one, and you set your ego aside, and you go like, hey, that defense is already tired. Could we go for it and essentially win the game or maybe kick a field goal? You know, if we, we still don't get a touchdown. Yeah, we could have. And I'm sure, I'm guessing that the play wasn't for a quarterback sneak. It was Josh Allen thinking he saw something and trying to do his inner Tom Brady. And like, hey, it's a little harder when you haven't been Tom Brady, you're not under center. He lines up under center. He runs to the left. He gets tackled. It was a great defensive play and a poor offensive play. But I'm guessing they wanted to roll him out to where he could throw it or run for it. It's only one yard. But the, the, the error to me is if you have the better team, the more you play, the more likely you are to win. Does that make sense? And I, I get you go like, well, our defense was tired. We're trying to tackle Derrick Henry. And yeah, okay. But they were sitting over there while you had an eight-play sustained drive. Then you have a catch of breath. Then you have overtime. They would be a little bit fresher. And the flip side to it is you'd still have a better team. And oh, yeah, by the way, if you get the ball back, they just had not, you just had a nine-play, a nine-play, a six-play, an eight-play drive that ended in a field goal. They're completely gassed. You can do whatever you want. Score a touchdown, kick a field goal, play in overtime. Byer, does that logic make sense? Uh, yes, very much so. Yeah. If, 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 it's, if it's close, if you're the underdog, that's different. If you're the team that doesn't have as good a talent and you score a touchdown late and you're like, mm, what do you guys think? You're like, let's just try and get steal a win and get out of here. But if you're the better team, yeah. kick the field goal, keep playing. The, the, the Bills are going to win the AFC East. Like that, yes. that, That's going to happen. That loss could cost them home field advantage. That loss could cost them the first round buy in you know the number one overall seed like it was there was there was a lot there and to your point of of this NFL craze of going for it now and just hating field goals unless they're from 50 or 60 yards just is I don't I don't understand it and even then Doug if you're going to go for it to your point the play call was one that you got stopped on earlier in the game on the goal line, Josh Allen got stuffed already on a quarterback sneak where he tried to go to the left side. Didn't work. And then this one, if you get the quarterback sneak, you use your final timeout, but how many more plays do you have? And what does Tennessee think you're going to do on fourth and short? I don't think that was I, – I don't know. I just Based upon their formation, I just didn't think that's what they wanted to do. They call, I, I could be wrong. They called a timeout. So, the, so it was fourth and short with a timeout. Like, you throw it in the end. That's when you throw it in the end zone. If you want to win – the Titans are sitting there saying, "Okay, they they just need inches for a, a you know a first down." Put as you said, put Allen, roll him out. Maybe he can get it with his legs. Maybe he can get it with his arms. But 
that play, that quarterback sneak, didn't even work earlier in the game. So why they thought it would in that situation, I don't know. And that's even, you know, that that is if if you're going to go for it, okay, fine. Don't necessarily run that play then. But yeah, that would have kicked the field goal. Here's Sean McDermott, head coach of the Bills. I felt good about it. our chances. Uh, I had a chance to win the game right there, and, and we didn't get it done. You know, at the end of the day, I trust him, and uh, and I'll trust him again if we're in that situation again. So I'll take Josh Allen, um, as you said, Sal, 10 times out of 10. So give them the credit. They made the play they had to make uh, when the game was on the line. Yeah, that, that to me translates into he audibilized into that. He saw something, and I trust him, and it didn't work. So... Man, Derrick Henry's a beast. Here's Mike Vrabel as head coach on Derrick Henry. We continue to to, to jump on Derrick's back, and, and he's willing and, and able to carry us. It's something that, that you know that you have in your back pocket. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.